Welcome to the Awakened Body, a safe space for women to reconnect with their bodies and awaken their intuition to lead their most radiant, fulfilled lives. I look forward to connecting with you today. Real life is hard, it's thoughtless, it's mean, but that doesn't cancel out the love. In today's episode, I want to talk to some, about something really personal, but something that's been very requested from a lot of people um, to talk about pregnancy and grief. And so just a trigger warning, we're talking about pregnancy loss today. And if that's just not something you can, can be listening to right now, um, that's okay. Um, just letting you know. But if you've come here, I'd ask, why are you here before we even get started? Yeah, something, something you noticed, something called you um, to ask why you're here. I'm going to be really vulnerable today. Um, just because I've really seen how powerful vulnerability is that by witnessing other people's grief, it can make us feel like it's real, that the person mattered. By hearing other people's stories, it can give us courage to be vulnerable ourselves. Pregnancy is hope, and hope is super scary. Hope means love. And love is something that can be lost, but in hope we can find meaning. You'll notice a theme in the podcast. I talk a lot about the fact that I get to choose how I respond. I get to choose whose voice I listen to. I get to choose the meaning of my life. I get to choose the meaning of my body and what the sensations are and how I use my body. I get to choose the meaning of deaths and loss and trauma in my life. I get to choose the meaning of relationships, of love, of what a life meant and what it will mean. And I get to choose the meaning of this present moment and the moment after it and the moment after that. I've had several pregnancy losses. Um, I've had four. The one that really awakened me that I talk a bit about um, was an ectopic pregnancy several years ago and I of course when you're that early on nine weeks you you don't know the gender but I sensed that the little boy baby was a boy and so I named him Nolani and it really awakened me because I'd also had a loss many, many, many years before when I was 20 that I never talked about. Not once. Because it was too painful to admit that it happened because it meant that I loved and it meant that I wanted it. Admitting to myself that I wanted children meant also admitting that I didn't have them. 
Admitting that I loved that baby meant that I'd lost that baby. So I didn't talk about it. There's also, there's also a, a huge stigma around baby loss and, and that it's scary and that um, by talking about it, maybe it'll happen more. But I'm here to talk, to, to share with you a bit of what I've been experiencing because I'm now 21 weeks pregnant. And after four losses, was never entirely sure if I'd get here. And it's been a big journey for me of experiencing those deaths, being in my grief while building a new life. Sometimes that grief overwhelms me. Sometimes it settles in my chest like a heavy weight and it paralyzes me and I can't move because I'm so scared about the future. When I think about how much I love my little boy so much already and then think about the thought of losing him, it, it's just too much sometimes. Sometimes I feel like it's not fair um, and that I can't do this. These are the thoughts that run around in my head. The neuropsychologist Donald Webb says neurons that fire together wire together. So meaning that the more often you repeat things and walk the same path and tell the same story, the more likely it becomes easier for that to be the path, for that to be the story, even if it doesn't make it true. It's just easier to do. Our brains are hardwired to make sense, meaning our brains want to see patterns and stories and fill in the blanks. So the more... The more we tell ourselves these stories, the more they become what we feel like is true. One of the ones that I used to tell myself when I was just so broken over my loss, and it felt so real, was that I must have been so unlovable that even my babies didn't want me. And even now, saying it is super painful and makes my heart clench a little bit. But that's what being human means, is that we have these stories and we are real. That's just how I felt at the time. And then things started to shift. The story started to shift. The way I began to frame the story, the lens that I was seeing everything in shifted, and so did my feelings. I find meaning in love itself now. Not making sense of the losses, not trying to attach some sort of meaning to the death, but in the gift that I've been given to love, 
to have the capacity to feel and to hold and to nurture and adore. That I've lost something, but that I still get to love. And I've lost those babies, but I still have that connection to them. Some of the questions that I've been asking myself um, that's really resurfaced again with being pregnant is how can I honor the deaths? How can I honor my grief and my pain? How can I honor the relationships? How can I honor this new relationship, this pregnancy, this new life that I'm building? Pregnancy and grief for me is about honoring the space that grief needs while also making space for new love and new hope and new connection. It's not a it's about being with the messy and with the yuck and the confusing experience of it all. It's not about dismissing anything. Sometimes that's with rituals, so Things that I do on the outside, you can, you can kind of see to remember. One of the things I do is write letters to not only um, the babies I've lost, but also this new one coming in. And that's a way I find to honor that connection we had and the love that I have, that I still have for them, that will never go away. find it powerfully healing to just be in that space of what was, what is, and what is to come all at once. And feel the feelings. And they're still so real and so raw, and they come in surges. And again, there can be super overwhelming, but avoiding them doesn't make them go away. In fact, it just buries them and makes them stronger. Um, I've learned that emotions are energy, and energy that does not move gets stuck. It just sits and buries inside you. Stuck energy causes more stuck energy, and it makes it difficult to move forward, and it can, actually, it can really cause challenges. Emotions that move, that flow through, that are felt and experienced and are given permission to be seen can move on. And that is really beautiful. Pain isn't something to be feared. It means there is love. And loving isn't something to be feared. It doesn't mean forgetting the pain. The two can coexist. One of the other questions I ask is how can I integrate the two? And that's by meaning-making. So not sense-making, like I said before. Don't need to make sense of the event itself that happened, of the death, the loss. But of meaning-making of the life. So I honor Nolani and his siblings by using my voice to comfort others. I honor my unborn baby by setting boundaries. 
asking for what I need. Using my voice is a choice, one that I have fought. I have fought through the depths of despair to find, to find a simple yet not easy freedom. Using my voice to share the good and the bad and the ugly. Because in reality, it's all me. All of that stuff makes up the human that is me. My babies are not replaceable. Nolani is not replaceable. The connection that we had continues. It's what brings me comfort. But even though the life ended, the connection did not. And that is super important. This new baby coming in does not replace the other ones. It's a new baby. It's a new relationship, a new connection. I know there's an unspoken voice in our world that says don't talk about it. Shh, you can't have both. You can't talk about a dead baby, a dying parent, a failed relationship, and be excited and grateful about a new life. But let your voice be louder. Let your voice speak about the love that you have. You and I get to determine what our life means and what their lives meant and what the relationship meant, what the connection means moving forward into the future. I'm not here to take away your pain or lessen your grief or make the anxieties go away. I'm here to tell you that all of it matters. All of it's part of you. But maybe instead of running away from those really yucky, painful parts of us, maybe we can lean into them a little more because it lessens their grip on us. It lessens the suffering that's attached to it. And that opens up space in my heart, in your heart, for more. For more being present and less in the past. For more living and less just taking breaths. Living is not saying goodbye. I know that's what it feels like, but it's not saying goodbye. It's actually the opposite. Living is honoring that, that life, that those lives do matter. That the relationships matter and relationships, the connections we have continue. It just takes a different form. I'm loyal to my babies by never forgetting them, but in also living fully now by putting the love that Nolani taught me into practice today. And that's, that's how I see pregnancy and grief. How the two can coexist and how they do coexist. I hope that you found this helpful. I would love to hear from you. And just know that I see you and the love that you have and the losses you've had. I see all of it there in your heart.